0: Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is a very special episode number 84. Let's roll. And as promised this week, we have an NFL mock draft special. I have three guests with me. There'll be four of us making picks. Again, it will be what we would do if we were the GM of said team. Now, obviously, there'll be some discussion of what might happen and all that sort of stuff, but we're going to be picking as if it's our, our butts on the line. So a lot of fun, a little bit of a twist, and without further ado, let me bring out my guest. Of course, riding with me is my wingman, Michael P. Duncan, the greatest producer in all the land, as I've so affectionately st- stated many a times, Michael P. Duncan, what's going on, buddy?
1: Nothing much, man. I'm riding a high after seeing a seven foot two monster from Cameroon hit a fadeaway jumper to uh, win uh, game three of a series. So.
0: Yes, yes. So, so aptly represents Philadelphia.
1: Hell yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. He is pretty fucking cool, though. I'll give him that.
1: I love him more than life itself.
0: We'll go age and beauty first, and that would bring me to Vi Salele. I love Vi. Vi joins us for his return appearance on the undrafted Vi. What's going on, buddy?
2: Nothing much. And I just want to echo Michael's uh, sentiment as someone who backed the Sixers minus two. I too am a big fan of the Cameroon monster uh, hitting a three to win the game. And me Samula in the pocket. Let's go Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Hell
1: yeah.
0: Love it. Well, I guess we've got another Boston fan with me as well. The true draft expert here at the Undroppables, the man, the myth, the legend, the one the ladies all want, it is the great
3: Kyle Larson. What's up, Kyle? I couldn't let the Sixers fans outnumber you, man. No, absolutely. Thank you. H- I had me. to get two of us in here. I mean, Jason Tatum's two at the buzzer on Sunday was just as good. Yeah, absolutely. Just as good.
0: Yeah, we were actually losing. This one was a free roll. Uh, MB just, you know, he, if he misses, it's no big deal. He was and, free and they
3: did it in overtime. Like they couldn't even do it on in regulation. What the heck? exactly? I mean, it's so lame. So lame. I can edit this part out. Yeah, he will. <laughs> too. He will. I have full power over that.
0: And you know, and and uh, Michael B. Duncan brought a a, a clarinet or. Charonet or a trumpet or a castanet. I'm not sure what it is,
1: but it's a musical. Most of those were instruments. I don't know what a charonet is, though.
0: (laughs) A charonet, I don't think it's real. It's Uh,
3: mayonnaise.
0: Thank you very much. He did bring a a musical instrument to play the NFL draft pick jingle or chime. What is it called? Whatever it it is. Let's let's hear it, Michael P. Dung. Can you give the people what they want? It will be followed very
1: quickly by a bark of a dog because she hates when I play.
0: Let's do it. Let's hear it.
2: Yes. If that doesn't get you pumped up, goodness gracious, I don't know what else to say.
0: Get it live. We'll do it live. That was fantastic, bro. I think the people are now saying you have to do it before every pick. I'm not saying it. I mean, absolutely not. You produce the show, you produce the show, but that's, what's going to happen. Every single pick we demand it of Michael P Duncan. Uh, Anyway, let's get right to it, boys. That was a lot of nonsense and fun. That was a lot of fun, but uh, you know, the NFL draft, I think we all absolutely love it. I mean, it is so much fun. All the crazy people listening to this show definitely love the NFL draft. Otherwise they wouldn't be, uh, they wouldn't be here right now. So, Let's have fun. Let's dive right in. And Michael P. Duncan, kick us off. Tell us who has pick one with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, that's a great question, Jax. And I absolutely have the list in front of me to be able to tell you me, who Vi. has the first pick. And that is Vi on the Vi, clock now.
0: You are on the clock. Feel free to talk us through it. Yeah, do whatever you I'll want. Talk,
2: I'll do it real quickly um unlike the nfl draft for the drag out the first pick where everybody knows who it's going to be i'm not going to be cute i'm not going to be uh what a lot of people think bulky is going to be and try and overthink this i'm going to go with the safe i'm the gm i don't want to put myself out there with this number one pick i'm going to say take who everyone wants me to take i'm gonna take Aiden hutchinson let the big man rush the quarterback uh we got we got a quarterback on the defense we got a quarterback on the offense Let's go play some ball. We need a lot more people, but I'm good with that pick.
0: I mean, not not that much top-end talent, so it's kind of interesting here at the top. Kyle, resident guest, uh, draft expert. What do you think of that pick? And uh, I, th- I think that's what's going to happen. Do you agree with uh, what he's doing here with Jacksonville?
3: I mean, that's automatic. I mean, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I- I'm just glad they signed Christian Kirk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kyle agrees with me, by the way. I just want to Clearly. be very clear about that. No, he does. He told me off the air. He agrees with me.
0: Of course he does. He wants you to feel happy. He knows that your ego is going to be – All uh, I'm be- saying oh, is I'm not oh, even the host also, of
1: the show, and I've gotten more positive feedback about my opinion than the actual host of the show. So Baker
3: Mayfield, not a bitch. Let's go.
1: There we go. So the people have
0: spoken. Hey, I'm 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 like Skip Bayless. I'm just very controversial with my takes. That's why the show's so popular. The uh, the Baker Mayfield is a bitch and Christian Kirk wasn't worth a uh, wide receiver 4 overall money. Very very controversial takes. That's what I am. Loaded in controversy. Speaking of controversy, guess who's on the clock with the Detroit Lions? That's you. That's me, baby. And you know what? I loved it. I think they were my first pick. I'm not even sure. I think they were. I love the Detroit Lions uh, spot here. I think that the Detroit Lions are a lot like the um, Jacksonville Jaguars were last year, and they fucked that up. Jacksonville completely screwed the pooch. They never traded out. They had pick one twenty, uh, you know, 33 and 40 or something like that, and they just took those picks. They never moved. Look, if I'm Detroit – I'm doing everything in my power to get the hell out of here. You know, one of the things I mentioned is I think I love the two tackles, Equonu uh, and Evan Neal. I love them. I would want to take them. I think it's too soon for Malik Willis. I mean, I suppose that's the question. If you want Malik Willis, you just pick him here and, and move on. I'm not so sure I like that. I think this is a really good roster. Me and uh, Michael P. Duncan looked at this. i do everything in my power to trade back. Um, wherever I, wherever you want, you know, as, as far back or not as I don't care, Tr- trade out of here, take the best offer and move. Cause so I think they need a lot of talent. And then it comes down to who I would take. My goodness. I wish they had some space at tackle because I would take either Evan Neal or Icky, but without that, I'm going to make a, a much different pick than I think anybody has them taking, which is why I'd want to trade down, but I am taking Sauce Gardener.
2: I think well, we damn. need to like the bum 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 because that I dig it. That is thank a guy, Dan Campbell. He Sauce Gardener is a guy who's gonna bite some kneecaps off. He is gonna. He is yeah. a guy who's gonna lock down the whole half of the field. Uh, supposedly, if all goes well, I like right. that pick. Thank you, thank you.
1: I was hoping he'd fall at least further than two. Who
0: Who is that on the said. clock? With, so was I.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what it is,
0: too. It's like that's the one guy I was like, I just don't want him to get past me. And that's why if I'm Detroit, I'm happy moving down to like six with Carolina. Let Carolina yeah. move up and get Willis or Pickett or whatever the hell they're going to do and say, hey, man, if you don't take him, I know someone else will. Pittsburgh wants to pick whatever. Just get to six, then take sauce. I want him anyway. So I think it's a great. I, I, don't,
3: I don't think he's less than yeah, the six. He's the betting favorite for the Jets at four. Um I mean they allowed like like the thirtieth least pass yards last year. So just <laughs> weird way to say that. Third most pass There's yards the last worst year. Worst way to say that. <laughs> well, anyway, they sucked at covering people. Ahmad Gardner, the best cornerback in this class, so obviously somebody that they're gonna want.
1: I remember the good old days when he was getting mocked to the Eagles at fifteen. Fifteen old days. <laughs> Um, but that does bring us up to the Houston Texans and Vi, you are back on the clock.
2: All right. We're going right to it. And I, when I was looking at this pick, like everyone's making jokes about Houston, uh, that they need position, they need players at every position. Right. And so when I look at who they're going to take, I want to take a guy who's at the most popular position outside of the quarterback. And that's an edge rusher. And this guy was the number one pick coming into the season, fell off a little bit, but he's, he's the most athletic. He's got the biggest upside. I like Thibodeau to come in right away. He is going to be a guy that is going to be the guy for Lovey Smith's D for from day one, and he'll be there at the end of Lovey Smith's tenure after year one. And but he'll still be there to carry that defense going well, forward. You do
1: him like that.
2: I'm, hey, right. it's I'm just speaking truth to power, as they say. Houston is going to get rid of him. This was a temporary hire. But this yep. is a guy who's going to, you know, bring some people back in the seats after losing J.J. Watt. I love Kayvon Thibodeau here to be the guy to kind of anchor that defensive line who is one of the worst pass rushing D's in the in the uh, in the league this year.
0: I love it. I mean, it's interesting. Kyle, what do you think about Kayvon Thibodeau? Because he, he's he been rumored to be falling you know, outside the top 10 sometimes. And I don't know that that happens, but. You know, there's been some some whispers of him just kind of slipping a bit. Certainly, you're right, Vi, he was the the locked in number one overall pick for so long and you know, all these mocks during the season and the whole thing, like he's the number one player. And maybe people are just souring on him. But what do you think of this pick, Kyle? You think it's worth it to take him over the two tackles?
3: I think it's absolutely ridiculous that he's fallen this far. I mean, obviously, we have this outside lens, so we can't tell what's going on in these interviews and things like that. So apparently those are the concerns that really are plaguing him. But, I mean, this guy had, what, nine and a half tackles for loss in seven games in 2020, Um, four sacks and eight tackles in just the first six games of this year. Just an absolute nightmare on the edge for anybody
2: to guard. Um, So... The thing that's crazy for me is, is they're saying they don't like his swag. And, and they're saying in the interview process, and I'm like, what are you talking about? This is an edge rusher. You want a guy who's got all the chips on his shoulder and that swag. That's who you want at the edge position who's going to get to the quarterback. Maybe that's just me. I'm not an NFL GM except for right now, and that's yeah. why Thibodeau's the guy. I love that.
3: Honestly, hey. I still think he's going to go at two. I think the Lions are going to take him. I like. tell you honestly, I will be honest with
0: me. It was either Thibodeau or Sauce, and it, I, I was that close. I mean, for me, just because, I, I, like I said, I wish I could have taken one of the tackles because it, that's the value there. But it's one of those two for me, uh, Detroit. So I don't, I don't, I don't think you're crazy at all, there, Kyle. Um, you actually find yourself back on the clock right with the Jets. Uh, we let you have the Jets because last year you fucked up and took um, who'd you take.
3: One Zach Capono Wilson. Is that his middle name?
2: Yes. He's Polynesian. Don't get me started oh, on that, guys. Good I, I I would appreciate it if we just moved on from, from that little side note and go to the fair, pick.
0: Fair enough. I think that's fair. <laughs> Respect I mean, the man, Kyle.
2: Hey, Zach Wilson
3: going to have a great great year next year. He, we're going to get him some firepower in this draft, yep. but not with this pick. Um. I mean, this is tough because, you know, I had a top three and they all just went got drafted. I <laughs> um, was really hoping for somebody to take a tackle, uh, but obviously that didn't happen. So we're kind of like thinking on our feet here. Um, like I said, they really need a corner. Derek Stingley is available here. Um, my concern of Derek Stingley is like every reason we have for him to be a top five pick happened two years ago. Like dude has not produced, didn't produce in the COVID shortened season, didn't produce this year at near the same level. Um, so I'm very wary of Derek Stingley and, Oh, I don't think I'm going to take him here. Uh, Kyle Hamilton obviously hops up as a safety. Uh, I think the jets kind of learned their lesson with taking safeties early. Um, <laughs> probably not going to do that one again. Um
0: I love this. I love how he's tanking because we literally okay. three-way sniped him. Like, boom, boom, boom. He was taking sauce right here or Kayvon Thibodeau. I love that. This is so cool. I love so,
3: this. So I'm going to pull one out. This is a guy who was used to be, you know, and going what?
0: <laughs> he's pulling it out.
3: I'm going to pull this pick it, out of man. my ass. Let and it's going it. to be really good. This is a guy who used to be going mocked at, like, the second pick. Occasionally exactly. the first pick. And now he's like 14, 10, I see him. I don't understand why he fell. And that is one edge from Purdue, George Karloftis. Shout out to Adam Hutchison and Fantasy Dukes because you have to mention them when you mention Purdue. But George Karloftis is an absolute freak of nature, Um, the Greek freak of the NFL now. He's going to show up for the Jets and just maul pass blockers.
1: Yeah, I've I'm, actually seen him going – I've seen reports of him going somewhere between the 20s and the 40s. Him and Kayvon Thibodeau are just all over the place. Yeah, I think Karl uh, really saw someone
0: with with him a little bit higher than, than that, Michael, but um, recently uh, – uh, I forget where. But but you know what's? I don't know if I agree with this pick. Just because you did pick Zach Wilson last year, they do have Zach Wilson in real life why wouldn't you go offensive line? I mean, I got to ask, do you not like the offensive tackles available?
3: Well, we have, well, the Jets have George Fant and Mickey Becton um, in theory. Obviously Becton didn't play all of last season, um, but George Fant was um, pretty highly rated by, you know, the people who actually watch the offensive line uh, when they watch football, which isn't me, but supposedly George Fant was good last year. I'm going to rest on my laurels that Mickey Becton, continues to improve and hopefully we'll have a couple of good tackles out there.
0: Interesting. I think you could, I think you could have taken Icky because Icky plays inside. So if you really had a problem with that, it's not like George Fant is going to be there in three years or two years even. So, I mean, I think I would have taken, if you really care about Fant as a, as a starter, you could have taken Icky, bumped him inside for a year, let him grow at right guard. And then you got Fant, uh, uh, Icky, uh, Makai Becton and uh, the, the the kid Vera Tucker from USC. Now you have a pretty good offensive well, well, line. If we're,
3: cook- if we're kicking in, um, or uh, if we're kicking in Icky, then we have to bench one of Elijah Vera Tucker or Lakin Tomlinson, which he just paid a ton of money for last year. Hmm.
0: Fair enough. Well, they better have a good offensive line, otherwise, uh, the whole Zach Wilson experiment goes kaputz. But uh, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. So who's on? The clock with pick five with the New York Giants who will also pick
1: in a moment at pick seven. That would be me. I am on the clock, and uh, this is the easiest pick that I think I'm going to make today. Um, I'm taking an offensive tackle because their offensive line has been garbage for like five years, basically since they drafted Saquon Barkley instead of addressing the offensive line. Uh, yep. But I'm going to take Evan Neal out of Alabama. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to you know talk and say that I know the intricate differences of these different tackles that are on the board, but I know that I really like Evan Neal. He comes from a place like Alabama that just produces that top talent very consistently. You see it year in and year out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think being able to just plug him in day one is going to be a big boon to this offense and something that I feel like they haven't had in a while.
0: Yeah, and, and Michael P. Duncan of course sandwiched his uh his New York pick by selecting the Panthers because he didn't want to get sniped. But actually this is a so you get your you get your next Giants pick. People. We'll talk a little bit more about the Giants then, but Carolina at 6. Man, oh man. I mean, we can all uh, look, I I'll, I'll ask it simple. Would you take Malik Willis here? Vi.
2: I think you have to. Uh, For a number of reasons. And the biggest being is that if rule wants to be the coach next year, he has to give a reason for them to hold on to him for another year. And he's not going to do that if they go with Sam Darnold for another year. But if they have Malik Willis and they put him out there and he shows some promise, then rule can use that and say, Hey, we got something here. I should stay on, make this guy go. And you got to also look at who they've had come in uh, this past year. They had Darnold who had five rushing touchdowns the first the first couple of games uh, in Carolina, they tried to bring Brad Cam. Uh, um, what's the quarterback uh, who is from the A uh, American football league who played a couple of games? PJ there? Walker, PJ, PJ Walker. Walker, XFL think...
1: legend. How dare you?
2: <laughs> My God. Manacopo, Manacopo. Where do we Willis?
1: get these people? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say Malik Willis, like you're bringing excitement to that team. You're bringing, yeah. you're bringing like, everyone's going to be on board with that pick because Now you bring back CMC, you got those receivers and you bring in this quarterback, you're putting yourself in a position where you, you, you lead yourself up for for promise. So that I really like Malik Willis is someone that you almost are forced to take at that position.
0: What about you, Kyle?
3: I I don't think it's the right move. I mean, I don't think Matt Rule should be the head coach of the Panthers for one. Um, (laughs) I think he's way in, way in over his head, uh, made a terrible mistake getting rid of Joe Brady, um, Right. I don't know what to do with the Panthers. I mean, they they ought to just wait another year cuz this isn't going to be it. No matter what they do, they're not going to beat the Bucks. Uh, I right. doubt they'll even be better than the Saints or anything. So, eh, not their year. They should probably just take another good player. Hold off on quarterback till next year.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you know, Michael, you get to make the choice here, but I was thinking what if they drafted Icky and then tried to trade for like Jimmy G they do need help on that offensive line I think Jimmy G could be had for you know not a first round pick you know and so then you're you know you're 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 kind of selecting a better quarterback with that sort of traded pick you know what I mean so I don't know that 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 is something I'd think about and then you at least have some professionalism at the quarterback position Vi I'm with you man Malik Willis huge huge upside and excitement for that team you know what are they gonna do, Michael P. Duncan?
1: Yeah, well, there's what they're gonna do and what I'm gonna do. I, I I'm gonna make it simple. I'm not gonna talk a lot about what I'm actually gonna do. Uh I, I'm gonna take Charles Cross, actually, yeah. tackle out of Mississippi State, um, over Icky. Um, but I'm I'm gonna take Fair. him and I think what it really comes down to is I don't I don't know if Malik Willis is the guy that they end up picking, and I think the reasoning behind that is I think that he's farther away from being NFL ready than Kenny Pickett is right now and I think that if Matt Rule wants to keep his job he needs a guy that can walk in there and maximize DJ Moore maximize Robbie Anderson maximize CMC and I think Kenny Pickett is a lot more likely to do that than Malik Willis this season
0: yeah out the gate. I,
1: Malik Willis has to grow as a passer I mean I mean his ceiling is so high but he is very very inaccurate and he's not He's not a great passer right now. He's got the talent, but it's not there yet. So I I, I really kind of feel like it's going to be Kenny Pickett for them. Uh, but obviously, that's not what I would do. I agree right. with Kyle that take a really good player. Take a player that you can build around. And, you know, I, I think I said it last week on this pod, actually, that I think the way you win Super Bowls is you build from the trenches first. And yep. that is offensive line, defensive line. So, yeah, we're taking Charles Cross tackle out of uh, Mississippi State.
0: Now, if you turn around and take Icky here, I'm calling bullshit. No, I'm only teasing. But go, go right ahead and tell us what you would do with the, uh, with the New York Giants uh, yes. team that you hate through and through. <laughs>
1: the Giants are back on the clock, and uh, if I'm the Giants, I'm thrilled because I am going to be taking Derek Stingley Jr. here, uh, cornerback out of LSU, and I'm thrilled because I got— one of the top linemen and one of the top cornerbacks, defensive backs, one of the top two cornerbacks, really. I think there's a bit of a teardrop after those two. Um, I agree with everything Kyle said earlier about the, um, you know, he hasn't really produced since that LSU championship season. Um, You know, I think you can kind of make excuses for it, but at the end of the day, like we know the talent is there and we know there's a hole for, you know, the giants. That's a big need. So, I'm thrilled with these first two picks if I'm the Giants, and that's exactly what I'm kind of hoping to walk out of here. Even if it ends up being, you know, Sauce Gardner at five and uh, maybe Charles Cross at seven or something like that, but if right. I can get one of those guys in those tiers, I'm
2: thrilled.
0: And the interesting, Atlanta to note, interesting to oh, note,
2: ahead, uh, Stingley is uh, draft prop draft prop is eleven and a half. So if they follow you, you take that under. You're safely under. Uh, if you decide to go that route so uh just little gambling you know something to think about oh uh, wow
1: i would i might bet that after this pod 11 and a half seems way too late wow look that's he's been he's
0: been falling a little bit too and and it's also a little bit of team need in and behind him although you know the the jets uh are I think you can make there, an argument
1: that a Yeah, lot the jets of are there but but the jets
0: are more likely to take sauce at 4 as i think what Kyle was saying so therefore they wouldn't take him at 10 I suppose it's possible with Seattle, maybe or whatever, but you know we'll get there. But uh, yeah, who's Washington. on the clock at eight with the Atlanta Falcons?
1: We have Kyle. Kyle, you are on the
0: clock. Another interesting team, eh, Kyle?
3: Oh yeah, um, this is a team that you know actually needs a player at every single position. <laughs> exactly. Um, I went through their roster and I counted seven good players before this pod um, on their entire team. Um, yes. We we did the we
0: did the we did the NFC breakdown show just the other day. Me and uh, Michael P Duncan and we looked at it. We found one. It was Kyle Pitts. Like you, you really have to search for the other six that you're talking about. But it's literally like that. It's like well, I mean, so few.
3: I mean, AJ Terrell was one of the best corners in the league last year, in my opinion. We were talking
0: about offense. You know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they've also been drafting you know first round offensive linemen for the past ten years. So um,
0: didn't seem to help last year, did it? (laughs)
3: I don't know. A couple of them have hit. I think Chris Lindstrom and Matt Hennessy are both pretty solid guys, but you need more than two guys to really bring together a full offensive line. So
0: with that, would you be considering Icky here because they do need offensive line? Although we would all maybe argue that's not their biggest need. So what are you thinking here?
3: I think that that Icky was the top option on my board uh, for the Falcons. Obviously the, Biggest thing I want to do is trade down because when you have seven good players, you want as many picks as possible to get more good players. Um, But I think I want to give Marcus Mariota a real chance. Um, I personally don't think Mariota's good, but when you're in this situation with somebody of his caliber, you got to give him a real chance to see if he's the next guy. Cause if he looks good and you want to keep him and you have a top five pick again next year, you could walk right into Will Anderson, who's like going to be the best edge we've seen since Chase Young in that tier of edges, um, which would be amazing for them as well. So, we're going to go ahead and take Ikem uh out of North Carolina State. Love that guy. Got a ton of syrup bottles because um, they have an NC State has an NIL deal for each pancake block a blocker has, he gets a syrup bottle. And Icky has incredible. like a ton.
1: Absolutely incredible.
2: <laughs> with, yeah, with that's Ridley, good content. With Ridley out for the year, any thought of taking a receiver here, uh, GM Kyle? At eight? No.
3: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I honestly don't think that Ridley needs, is there in their long term plans anymore? Um, I think they're, I, I mean, he was from reports, so we the we anyway. From the reports we got, he
1: they had a deal to send him to the Philadelphia Eagles, and then they all the stuff came out of, or came down to the Falcons about uh, the gambling, and they basically told the Eagles like, "Hey, we can't trade him to you. Just kind of wait, and you'll find out why." Please don't hate
3: us. So I agree. I don't think he's in their long term plans. I mean, that's part of why I'd like them to trade down, um, more picks to pick wide receivers. But I think they have two picks in the second and two picks in the third. So uh, grab a wide receiver there, kind of like a Nico Collins type that Houston did last year. All right, so next
1: up, um, we have the Seattle Seahawks, primed to take another uh, safety, I'm guessing, after Bingo. paying Jamal Adams. You uh, stole my joke. G- uh, sorry. I knew it was coming. I want to beat you to it. Uh, Jax, you are on the clock.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You stole my joke. That was so good. I mean, it was definitely Kyle Hamilton for the win, you know what I mean? Just pair him with Jamal Adams, what could go wrong? Um, <clears throat> I think it comes down to, you know, I think I think it's tackle quarterback edge. Well, tackles are all gone. Obviously, if Charles Cross is there, they might think about that. Um, edge, Trayvon Walker is uh, – yeah, he's got pretty good odds to go first overall. Like, that's how much he's – like, he's on the board for one and two. And, you know, so here at nine, I think we're a little bit more – level-headed about Trayvon Walker. I mean, I think he's a good player, but not sure he's a top three, four, five player. I don't know that Edge is that much of a need, and I'm not so sure that I'm that high on Trayvon Walker, but it's really hard to pass on Malik Willis here at nine. At some point, it starts to become like, all right, let's just do this. I think Seattle's the perfect team. They, you know, they've won they, a they've won. You can end the sentence goal.
1: there. They're the perfect team.
0: Thank you. Yeah, they've won a Carol, Super Bowl Lock,
1: recently. It doesn't get better. Yeah.
0: But you know what I'm saying? Like, they have the the sort of the, you know, the fans are in to some degree. Like, they've had a run of Russell Wilson. They've been good for long enough. Look, if they can swing, they can take a swing and hopefully hit with Willis. If they miss, I don't know. I feel like their fan base can can take it. You know what I mean? they be like, yeah, we tried. You know? Whereas some teams, like, if they swung and missed, it would just be like like Detroit if they swing and miss with Willis at two, it's just like, Oh my God, what a stomach punch, you know? So yeah, I, think I this, mean,
1: yeah, go ahead. That's actually, that's a really interesting way of putting it because like, and I don't, I feel like this is going to sound worse than I mean it where Philadelphia would eat Malik Willis alive. If it was a swing and a miss, I think you you'd see Seattle fans just kind of be there. They yeah. just kind of be there. Like they're right. not fair weather fans, but they're just kind of, they're hanging out. They're Might having a there. good
3: time. Regardless, to be fair, I don't think they'd be there. I think they'd just go somewhere else. Well, that too. Yeah, go to the, uh, uh, the Flying Fish Market on Sundays or something. Yeah, maybe the Kraken games.
2: Yeah, it would. It would totally be Seattle to after just re-signing Geno Smith and bringing in Drew Lock to go get Malik Willis as well. Like that is a pure Seahawk move. If If that I've was... ever seen one.
1: That was the Matt Flynn and Russell Wilson.
0: It was, man. And I mean, Gino is obviously. I mean, look. At the end of the day, I think both those guys are epic placeholders and easily replaceable, especially in year two. But specifically, also right away. Like, if Malik Willis is dope, great, get him on the field. But if he's not, you've at least got a couple of a couple of shit bags that can hold down the fort for a minute. So, shit bag one and shit bag two will be not on the team next year and Malik Willis hopefully ascends. And they do have also that sort of, they don't pass a lot. It's not like they sit back and, and pass the ball a ton. They're going to run the ball. I think it's enough where Malik Willis doesn't have to, like, quote-unquote, win games for him because they're probably not going to win any games. But, you know, if they can build this team around him, a rookie quarterback, you know, on that rookie contract, I, I don't know. I mean, it'd just be too much for me to pass up here. Easy for me to pass on him at two with Detroit. I'm going to go ahead and take Malik Willis at nine for your Seattle Seahawks.
1: There it is. First quarterback off the board. I wonder how many more we will see in this first round mock draft. Maybe um, they can get Chris Carson back and run the triple option. You know, uh, probably not. I Too think soon. Chris Carson, we said that, we said this last week, I feel like Chris Carson's career might actually be over. So I don't want to like joke about it, but I think uh, DK Metcalf could be that
3: third option. Zemir White will be available next round. There we go.
1: Well, they, do they they have another first-round pick, don't they? They can just use that on a running back. Actually, I don't know. They don't, do they?
3: No, it's actually the next pick, but it belongs to the Jets because well, the Seahawks yep. are dumb. Well, you are back on the clock
1: then uh, with the Jets, Kyle, for the third time. Kyle, Before um, you,
2: before you get to that pick, I just want to say we are really getting some Seattle fans who are going to be into this pod after – uh, the few comments you guys have made so far. So kudos. Uh, I love you, Seattle. Uh, I am just a guest on this pod. Um, I'm a big fan of the Northwest.
3: Hey, I was born in Washington. Thank you very much. Um, uh, but
1: I, I like I, to think that I didn't really say anything that bad. I just said that they wouldn't actively try and, like, make him feel horrible about himself, like the way Philadelphia
3: would. If anything, I'm insulting Philadelphia. So I'm from eastern Washington. I'm from the desert, not the coast. So let's go Washington State. Screw you know, the Huskies.
1: an East, so that's exciting. Geography. Kyle, you're on the clock with the New York Jets.
3: Okay, well, I had a plan coming into this to take a certain player um, that I really like and I think Joe Douglas really likes. And I did that last year when I took Zach Wilson with number two in our mock draft. Then, and I'm going to do it again now, and take Drake London wide receiver out of USC to compliment Elijah Moore to give Zach Wilson another weapon to get Corey Davis off the damn field.
1: Yeah, you told me you were doing this pre-draft. It's a good pick. You said I didn't have to worry about Drake London with the later picks. You were like, yep, he's going to 10. Why? What do you like about Drake
3: London that makes him the first wide receiver off the board? Drake London is my wide receiver one for fantasy football and regular football. Um, Massive human being, incredible athlete. Um, these other guys, a Garrett Wilson, a Chris Olave, um, I don't really trust their ability to beat press and be that one lone outside guy. Um, and when you have a guy like Elijah Moore already holding down the slot or Braxton Berrios also, you know, a guy who can only play in the slot, why would you draft another guy to play in the slot? Um, so I think Drake London is just the best fit for the Jets, um, even if you do think that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are just as good,
1: yeah, I mean that's fair, and I think in a certain way, I, I, I think this is very likely to be the first place that we see a wide receiver come off the board because I think a lot of teams right after this are, you know, I think that's going to kind of start the run like we see a of fantasy football drafts. Honestly,
0: yep, I agree. It's going to be a run on wide receivers, and maybe the next. Team also will be taking one, and guess who gets to decide that? Mr. Michael P. Duncan.
1: Yeah, um, this is something I've thought a lot about. Um, Washington Commanders. On yes, the Washington Commanders on the, yes, on so the clock. Commanders, the clock. Uh, commanders man. Commandos. Stupid name. um But yeah, I, I purposely picked picked the NFC East team. Spoiler alert: to draft because I felt like I knew their rosters and their needs, and also kind of h- how they think a little bit better uh, as an Eagles fan, and. This is still one that it's really tough for me because, again, my go to is typically going with uh, defensive linemen, but they're really stacked there. Uh, their offensive line isn't great, but I don't really think there's good enough value for them to take an offensive lineman right here. Um, I could see them drafting a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett, but that's not something I think I would do. So I think. I think what I'm going to do, unfortunately, for the teams that I have coming up is I'm going to draft Garrett Wilson, uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's my number one wide receiver, I think is what I said last week. It changes daily, Um, but it just, you know, with the whole Terry McLaurin news you know, I, who knows what's going on with the NFL right now? I, I mean, Debo Samuel might get traded. Like, who, who the fuck knows? Who knows who's going to be on this team a week from now? I feel like getting a really solid, young wide receiver, hoping that, you know, they can get some success out of Carson Wentz. I think getting another guy to pair with Terry McLaurin makes a lot of sense. Um, and it a large part of it is really just because I don't love the rest of the value that's on the board right here at 11. Um, Vi, what do you
2: think? So I just wanted to put a little gambling tidbit because you guys enjoyed the first one I did so well. Uh, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, neck and neck. Uh, you got Garrett Wilson draft prop at ten and a half. So right there with you. He's actually plus 135, the favorite to be the first one off the board. Uh, London at plus 150 to be the first one off the board. So um, they're right there, neck and neck. I like both those picks.
3: There's um, one... Draft guy, and I can't remember which one it is, but for like every ever since Joe Douglas has become GM of the Jets, he's gotten like every single Jets first round pick right, or like 80% of them, because apparently he knows Joe Douglas pretty well. Um, and he has Drake London at 10 and has had him there for a while. Um, so I think the Jets are actually going to go for London at 10.
1: Well. Jax, any thoughts on Drake London and Garrett Wilson going ten and eleven?
0: I think it's actually perfect. I think it's about what will actually it, happen. It makes a lot of sense. I think it what it's what might happen, and you know if you're if you're uh, if you're those two teams, you need weapons, and I think wide receivers are increasing in sort of value in the league, as evidenced by all these gigantic contracts. Uh, I think I heard. Um, today that the wide receiver position is now the second highest paid position in the league or the second most expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, it's a, it's an expensive position. So if you can pick a a young player who can be productive early, you know, as a first round pick and pay him on the rookie contract, it makes sense. So, you know, I think that that's where these teams are thinking and, you know, both these teams need weapons for their, you know, newly acquired, so to speak, uh, you know, quarterback Zach, uh, Zach Wilson and, uh, you know, Carson Wentz that puts me on the clock for
1: real quick, Jax. I just want to say, uh, in terms of what the team might be thinking versus what I'm thinking, pay attention to Kyle Hamilton going to the Washington commanders because Ron Rivera is the head coach. They, they love safeties. I just feel like they're always either picking them or paying them a crap ton of money to not do anything. Um, so like rest in peace, Kyle Hamilton, if he does get drafted there, but that, that pick makes so much sense to me in the way that it just feels like something that they'll do. I don't know what to do with that information, but I'm putting it out there. Cause if I'm right, I will brag about it.
3: So I don't know if they're picky and paying guys cause they have a pretty big hole there. I mean, they're starting Bobby McCain and Cameron curl. Um, Cameron curl was really good for one like season two, but- two
1: years ago. Landon Collins came to mind. Um, I feel like there was one other one with Lennon Collins. I might just
3: be thinking of number twenty-one. Honestly, I, think, I don't know. I think Hamilton just could just could be healing. like that one piece that brings that defense back to where it was before. Yeah. Um, obviously, last year things didn't work out, but it it looked like they had a ton of talent going into the season.
1: Yeah, that it, he. I thought a lot about him. Uh, but I think that's. I think with Ron Rivera as the head coach, they're more likely to do that. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, Jack, sorry I interrupted you. Uh, you are on the clock with the Minnesota Vikings at number twelve.
0: Speaking of safety, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Kyle. What do you think about Kyle uh, here?
3: I think Kyle's a good pick anywhere here um, because I think he's a top six, seven ish talent in this draft at any position. Uh, so I think if you want to draft best player available. Then you would go Kyle Hamilton. Um, Obviously, he's a safety. Safeties don't have that much in terms of positional value, unless you're really using them well. Um, Not totally sure who the Vikings brought in as their defensive coordinator, Um, but obviously you got Harrison Smith out there. So that could be quite the dynamic duo, just in the back of the defense.
0: Yeah, I mean they need corner. Um, You know they they brought in Patrick Peterson but that doesn't fix their problems there. Um, You know, they're not completely devoid of talent back there, but you're right. I think with, with uh, Kyle Hamilton and and Harrison Smith, that would be a great uh, duo. You know, there's also always that offensive line. They've got defensive line needs. And of course there's a gigantic uh, couple of players, one very, very gigantic man, uh, you know, wanting me to take him and put him in, in this defense. But, you know, I think, it's It's a tough one, man. i I don't really like drafting these safeties, but he's staring me down and he's one of these players that I think is a difference maker and you know I, I don't know with the with, with teams playing more too high, I feel very, very tempted to draft Kyle Hamilton here. i'm I'm really having a hard time even looking anywhere else. I like a wide receiver for them, um you know, but I don't know if it's a huge need. I'm going to go ahead and push the button and and stop the slide for Kyle Hamilton. I do agree with you, Kyle. I think he's one of the best players in the draft. Uh, he didn't test all that well, so that's a little scary. But you pop on the film and it looks like he's moving really, really well out there. So, look, I think he's that type of player. I think he's just an instinctive player. So, yeah, give me Kyle Hamilton for the Minnesota Vikings. See if they can't build on a strength with him and Harrison Smith.
1: Just real quick, I love Kyle Hamilton. I think he, I I think he's legitimately the most interesting guy in this entire draft to see where he lands because I I agree he might be I think he might be top three in talent in this draft. I just think he's he's so good, but he plays a position that is just so not valued at the NFL level like a lot of others. So he I mean he could legitimately go anywhere from two to like the end of the first round. So I I'm just incredibly intrigued to see what ends up happening there.
2: I was just going to say Kyle Hamilton, after looking into this draft, was my favorite player in the draft. Uh, Just where he could play multiple positions. He can be up front, behind. He is that guy 6'4 safety who can cover the field. Forget about his combine numbers. That guy is a guy you want on your team who's gonna change the dynamic. And I'll just say this right here. I had him penciled it at 13. I was looking at him at three for Houston Texans. So now I'm stuck. So hopefully you guys talk a little bit more about this so I can figure out what I'm gonna do with the next pick.
3: <laughs> well well, I'll say that his combine numbers came after a knee injury that cut his season short. I mean, this is a guy who was measured at twenty-one miles per hour on film. Um that kind of speed at six foot four is absolutely ridiculous. Um I, I don't think the Combine actually showed what Kyle Hamilton is. I agree. I
0: love that. I love that. And and Vi is on the clock. He did take Kayvon Thibodeau earlier. So Edge, probably not the, the direction he's going, although he could pair up uh, Trayvon Walker uh, with Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, but probably not. Let's hear what he has to say. What do you think, Vi?
2: Could you imagine? Could yeah. you imagine that? Edge, Edge. Edge edge. Would Houston go nuts or would Houston burn that city down? I don't know. <laughs> but we're not going to find out here because I'm going to actually stick on the defensive side. I think they're 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 heading that way, even though they do have Davis Mills. And and I think it's too early to take an interior lineman um because they do have some tackles there. Uh, Laramie Tunsell. Um and then they have uh I'm drawing a blank on uh the right tackle who they moved to left guard this this past year. Um, but I know they have those guys. And, and I don't really like Bernard Raymond here, so I'm actually going to go with Trent McDuffie at cornerback um, and and have him be kind of another guy that Lovey Smith can use in his toolbox to try to get that defense right and maybe win some games on the defensive side of the ball, which he did at every stop along the way.
0: It's a good pick. Are you on the clock with the Ravens too?
2: I am, and I can go right away if you need me to go with the Ravens. But oh, if you want to talk about Trent McDuffie, because I've been no, waiting I'm... for this Ravens pick.
0: I think it's a, I think, yeah, I think I know what's going to happen here, but Trent McDuffie, great pick. I mean, yeah, we've, we've talked about uh, Houston at length in that they need everything. So no matter you pick two good players, congratulations, we're moving along, but this is actually a fun, a fun pick for the Baltimore Ravens uh, because, you know, when you're a good team, like the Ravens, you pick a good player right here and you're like, that's going to be cool. You know what <laughs> I mean? Whereas like you pick a good player for like, you know, the, the Texans you are like, all right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what's he going to do there? You know?
2: So yeah, let's hear it, man. So look, we're talking about the Ravens and we all saw the help they needed on defensive backfield. When everyone got injured, a lot of people like them picking up a rush defenser, a defender, uh, the smart pick would to be an edge pick, but I am not going with a smart pick here. Yes. I'm going to be passionate and go with my heart, even though I'm not a Ravens fan, but passion is what Baltimore is all about. So when you think about Baltimore, you think of guys like Tony Siragusa. You think of Mm. guys like Kelly Gregg, Sam Adams, Haloti Nada. You need somebody in the middle of that defense who's going to plug it up. Give me the man, the myth, the mammoth, Jordan Davis. Put him in the middle of that Baltimore Ravens defense. I don't care if that's too early. I don't care if he only plays half the time because he's overweight. I saw those numbers in the combine. I want him in Baltimore, in the middle of that offense, and keep that trend so of awesome. big bodies in Baltimore.
0: What a great fit, and what a great way to announce that pick. Vice Saleli, bringing the heat. I fucking love it. That was awesome, and it's so true. He is such a Baltimore Raven, just tough. I mean, yeah, just a special athlete. And look, I think he's probably one of these guys that can play even more Uh, on an NFL team than on that loaded Georgia team. I mean, that team was crazy. There's another defensive tackle you could have taken from Georgia, and no one would have thought any different of it. So that's how good they were. And their defensive end, Trevon Walker, is still on the board somehow. I think not for long, as Mr. Michael P. Duncan will pick for his hometown, Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Which way we go? Yeah, so this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be because there are two guys available right now that I really, really like. Um, And I mean, I'll just come out and say it. Uh, They are Jamison Williams and Trayvon Walker. Um, I thought both would be gone by now. Um, I think Jamison, will like, I I just, you know, it would be the third year in a row if the Eagles took a wide receiver um, in the first round. But, you know, I don't know if Jalen Rager really counts at this point, unfortunately. Um, But honestly, at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with, what I've said very consistently, I also think that this would be a smash pick in real life. I think the Eagles would make this pick in an instant because they value defensive end maybe more than any other position other than quarterback. And so I'm going to take Trayvon Walker. I'm going to make it nice and easy. He's the best value on the board. He's a posi- not only a position of need, but a position that the Eagles value extremely highly. And yeah, I, I just I think it's that simple.
0: Well, he certainly won't go this late in the real draft. There's That's just no chance. Honestly, yeah, there's no chance. Yeah, too, yeah, too bad. That's a shame. I mean, and and, and ultimately, you know, I don't know if if uh, if we're smarter than the NFL will be, or if we're just stupid, right? Because I think there's a little bit of projection with Trayvon Walker, but we've seen guys like this go early in that first round and then kind of flame out. I mean, there's a lot of them. I'm not going to mention any names. You know, want to offend any uh, Dallas Cowboy fans? Or Miami Dolphins fans, but um, but at pick sixteen, Kyle, you're on the on the clock, I I believe, and you've got another pick at nineteen. As uh, as as so does and Michael at pick eighteen with the Eagles. So you know, what are you going to do with your first of two picks here in the next couple, Mister Kyle Larson?
3: Well, I'll just say about these last two picks, it's so hard to project with these Georgia guys. I mean, all of them are superb athletes, just absolutely yep. incredible humans. Um but gosh, Georgia had so much talent, they hardly played. Like and Jordan Davis especially, his twenty five he played like twenty five snaps a game. And supposedly that's due to his conditioning and not because Georgia just had other defensive linemen, which severely worries me, even though I think he's a great player in those twenty five snaps. Um but the Saints a lot of people are gonna say quarterback. I don't blame him, but I personally believe that Jameis Winston is a good NFL quarterback. Um, It's going to be interesting to see him with this new coaching staff. Obviously, Sean Payton uh, seemed to kind of have him on the right track last year. Um, But I think I'm actually going to give him another weapon instead of replacing him because Jamison Williams is still here. He can stretch the field for us while Michael Thomas runs his slants. Um, and I mean, there's nobody else on this roster. We got seventh rounder Marquez Calloway, who I love former of all. And then what? Like UDFA, Deontay Harris, Adam Troutman. <laughs> well, I love Adam Troutman too, but I mean, Jamison has the cannon to throw to Jamison. Um, uh, their names match up. So <laughs> there you go.
0: Good pick. And and another pick that's going to be a lot of fun here is uh, pick 17. Uh, Vi Saleli picking for the hometown Chargers. Uh, Chargers have one of the best rosters in all of uh, all the NFL. Uh, they were my sort of pick to win the Super Bowl this year. I love this team. Uh, I think there's a couple of picks you can make right now that can help them get there. What do you think you're going to do for the Chargers at pick 17 by?
2: Well, I think um, it's pretty obvious what they have to do. And that's, I mean, they, they made it very evident that defense was going to be the key to their free agent signings and they went and (laughs) loaded up. So I definitely don't think they're going on the defensive side. And I think the only thing is you can do two things here. You can get another weapon uh, for Herbert or you can protect Herbert. And I think uh, they still have, um, they just extended Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's got a few years left in him. Uh, they have some, some some good young receivers as well. So I think they protect their offensive. They protect uh, their quarterback, bring in offensive linemen. So I like Bernard Raymond here.
1: I kind of feel like you might have been licking your lips a little bit at Jameson Williams still being on the clock for a second there. He just feels like such a natural fit for like, kind of like a really good compliment. Obviously Mike Williams is also a huge deep threat, but. Listen, I, I mean, I have nothing. I have no issues with you. For, Mike
3: Williams isn't that fast
1: anymore.
2: No, not no, no. for a mock draft that I have no investment in watching Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton go right before I was picking and then watching Jamison Williams, Williams go. It hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And I'm going to have some bitter feelings going to sleep tonight. And I just want you guys to know that's because of you guys. So sleep well Thank tonight you much, and, and uh, just know that I'm going to sleep not so well because of what you guys did to me. It's understandable. So
0: back um, on the clock for two here would be uh, Michael P. Duncan with pick 18 with the Eagles. Correct. And then Kyle Larson, again, with the Saints at pick 19. Michael P. Duncan to kick it off. What's going on?
1: Yeah. So um, originally I had kind of, I had kind of written in Jordan Davis with this pick right here. Um, and I will say something that Kyle said was really interesting about the fact that they didn't play a lot of snaps. And what I said earlier about the Eagles really valuing defensive linemen is important very much in part due to the fact that they rotate their defensive linemen a lot. So that's very important when I'm thinking about this kind of thing because I see Devontae Wyatt still on the board and I wonder if I would have the balls to draft two Georgia defensive linemen in the first round, three picks away from each other. Um, and uh, like, like I'll be honest, I, I can't necessarily get myself to do it. Um, I also see Devin Lloyd on the board, a linebacker. Um, but I'm a strong believer that if someone mock drafts a linebacker to the Eagles, then they deserve to be like, uh, feathered and tarred and feathered or whatever in the fantasy, in the football community, because you're an idiot and you've never heard Howie Roseman talk about the linebacker position. So, uh, then again, this is what we would do. Uh, all that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and draft Chris Olave. Um, because I think that he's a very talented wide receiver. And I think that the Eagles need talented playmakers on the offense. And if there's one thing that Chris Olave can do, it's score touchdowns and make plays. So all that to say, I'm not drafting a defensive lineman.
0: (laughs) It's a good pick though. I like it. I think that, that, that you'd be very happy to come away with, uh, trevon walker and chris olave at uh at 15 and 18 uh, uh, Yeah, i'd
1: be fucking thrilled if i walked away with trevon walker i'd trade away 18 just out of happiness
0: <laughs> no you wouldn't uh number 19 kyle larson with the saints just got jamison williams what are you gonna follow it up with
3: oh we're we're happy about this um you know obviously in this scenario we're giving Jameis winston another year at quarterback uh we got to keep him upright uh, we just lost Teron Armstead to the Dolphins we need a tackle who can come in and play uh, that's why we're gonna take Trevor Penning out of northern Iowa uh, dude is just a massive physical freak um, a lot of projection there but you know with that the, that size and that athleticism um, he's already a great run blocker um, obviously against FCS competition but if he can improve as a pass blocker, he'll be that all around left tackle to really uh, help out your offensive line.
2: Hey Kyle, what do you what do you think of those two tackles, uh, Raymond and uh, and uh, Penny? Because those are those are the two. After you look at Kwando Cross and Neil, those seem to be the two the two next ones up.
3: I mean, I have the same concerns for both of them. They they both played against really bad competition. Um, Bernard Raymond was a tight end two years ago. Um, (laughs) So obviously a lot of projection there when you're talking about a guy who started out as a tight end. Um, But I mean, he's also old Uh, Raymond, I think is like
0: 25 right now. So 24 and a half. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's a, that's a little bit old there, but um, so hopefully he's not just one of these guys that's like happens to be older than everybody else. Perchance,
1: a former volunteer firefighter. He probably is. He's from just, Austria. A- asking for a friend. Yeah, no yeah. reason that I'm asking. I'm just curious. I also want to yeah.
3: point out that at Central Michigan, he won most valuable in it. track and field.
1: Oh, good
3: for well, him. Well, I mean, shot he, foot or probably shot, me but, top yeah. five.
0: Yeah. <gasps> Is it you, Kyle? That's on the clock with or no, Michael nope, P.
3: Duncan? Nope. We're
1: back to we're back to me, uh, and I'm going to make this uh, nice and easy. Steelers. Um, it, yep. Steelers are on the clock at number twenty. Uh, I think he's going
0: to. I I just want to say I think you're going to snipe me. Is what I think you're going to do.
1: Well, um, I I don't think I'm going to. Oh At least so now with are the
0: Steelers. Th- what are you doing? Because this is actually a big pick not with for the them. Patriots. You you yeah, think I'm my- going to snipe the Patriots? Maybe. Anyway, listen. You're on pick twenty. Yep, you're at pick twenty for yep. the Steelers. Yep, and they're going into their season with Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. Yep. Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, yep. and the other quarterbacks are still on the board. Yep, do you take one of those or do you try and fill a different hole? What do you do, Mister P Duncan?
1: So what I'm going to do is I'm going to draft Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, um, and this is not. You know, I'm a very strong believer that I don't think I know a lot about quarterbacks. I I really, I don't think that I know better than the NFL. Um, I like Kenny Pickett, and I think that he's got some talent, and I think that he's fairly NFL-ready right now, comparatively to Malik Willis, who's already off the board. Um, But honestly, when I see a guy that the Steelers have watched grow in their backyard, it just makes a ton of sense, and I think that he's the type of guy that's just going to be able to really take advantage of the fact that They have Najee Harris, they have Chase Claypool, that they have Deontay Johnson, they have um, Pat Fryermuth, and they have a strong defense. It just feels like a really good environment for a young quarterback drafted in the 20s, kind of rings a bell in, you know... Forty years ago, when they drafted Big Ben Roethlisberger, so I'm making it easy. I'm drafting Kenny Pickett. They're not; they don't have to trade up for him. He just falls into their lap. And I think at this point, it's worth the risk that you might get your quarterback for the next 15 to 20 years again.
0: Can't can't really argue with that, can we, boys? I mean, I guess I they... can argue
1: with that.
0: Go, Go ahead. I Go think right Kenny ahead.
3: Pickett sucks. First Fair of enough. All, um, the hometown team narrative. Is really dumb too. I love um,
1: it. I love it. I live <laughs> this for is, it.
3: This is a guy who played four years at Pitt. Started as a Hell freshman. Yeah. Did yeah. absolutely nothing for four years. Got yeah, worse yeah. in his first four years, and then suddenly he's yeah. all that and a bag of chips in his fifth and year. A bag of chips. He's twenty four years old. He had the second highest time to throw in the entire nation last year in the NCAA. That's not going to work behind that shitty-ass offensive line that the Steelers have. No, it won't, but I bet he can hand it off to Najee Harris and make it look beautiful.
0: Mm, that, and remember
1: that good. one time, good he, he faked a QB slide. So yep, yep. He kind of deserves
3: he's, to get hit, i He be is honest. Sam Darnold without the tools. That is...
2: Whew. There's nothing better is, than hearing somebody say, I want to take a first rounder because he's going to hand the ball off beautifully to Najee Harris. Oh, shit. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah. This so that's is not, why I'm not an not NFL a, GM, but I stand by it. I stand by it. That's not a
0: ring endorsement. It's tough, man. I mean, look, you know, that's why it's tough to make those decisions because Kyle just gave you like the the ghost in the morning. Like your your, your face turns white. Like, oh, my God, did we just draft Kenny fucking Pickett? Like, it's it may be a problem, and but so, the difference
1: is Kenny Pickett went at twentieth overall, and Sam Darnold went what two? And well, that's no, but that's Sam Darnold
0: a, was a much better prospect. We know, yeah, that. yeah.
1: And I'm just I, I just mean from the point of view of the Steelers, I, this is much less. Yeah, first yes. round pick, whatever. But it's so much less risk than sure. you know trading up for him,
3: and that's sure. kind of where I draw that line. So, but you no could have drafted any of the other three quarterbacks and had done better.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Also fair enough. That's true, too. Like, you didn't have to take Kenny Pickett because he. But I did. He went to Pitt. You have to take your guy. Speaking of taking your guy, I'm on the clock with pick 21 for the New England Patriots. Did I snipe you? No. 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 But I thought there is is a player that you could have taken that would have sniped me that also fits a need for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's the person I'm taking. I, I absolutely love it. I'm taking Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston College. I mean... You know, anytime you get get the best player at his position in the twenties, especially a position of, uh, of need and a position that really, you mentioned it, you know, that's how you win is by loading up on offensive and defensive line and dominating at the point of attack. And then hoping you have enough weapons to, to bring it home. Right? Well, here we are. So Zion Johnson joining the Patriots. It feels great. There's a lot of other places I could have gone. I think this is a, a nice spot to be picking in this draft. You know, um, but, uh, but there there it is. Zion Johnson, moving, moving right along. Hometown kid, Boston College. Let's go.
1: Yeah, that's two hometown picks in a row. All I, right, Vi, you're on the clock with the Packers. I, Are you going to draft someone from Wisconsin? That's all I, I, I say. would
2: just say, listen, we know Bill Belichick. if he's not from Alabama, he's not taking him in the first round. So <laughs> I think you might have to rethink that that pick. But having said that, we've waited a long time for this guys. We've waited years. Some would say decades for green Bay to pony up in the first round and take a quarterback. you darn right. Let's look who we got. No. Um, Jordan love again. <laughs> they're actually think, just
3: picking him again.
2: I mean, Brees hall is still available. They might look there, um, yeah. <laughs> but we know they're going wide receiver and there's been a lot of talk about this guy. I think he's the one they want, you know, I'm going to go – I got a thing for Georgians. Let's go George Pickens. Let's see what he does in Green Bay. And I like – he's an ex-receiver. They lost Devontae Adams. He's the guy with the biggest upside. I know a lot of people look at a lot of guys, Christian Watson, uh, Traylon Burks. I like George Pickens. I think that guy can come in right away and be that guy for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Nothing wrong with that pick, folks.
1: Look – I love George Pickens with all my heart. I love that pick with all my heart. I thought about taking him at 15 just because I love George Pickens that much. So I couldn't agree more. I think he's got the biggest upside of anyone in this draft. I love him.
3: Beautiful pick.
0: Speaking of which, who's got the Cardinals on the clock at pick 23? It's
3: all you, Kyle. That would be me. And, you know, I'm going to say, as the Cardinals who are considering a wide receiver themselves, uh pretty happy to see George Biggins go off the board. I don't think he's all that. That's a take I have in the back of my mind that I haven't been able to fire off yet. So I don't think you're all that, Kyle.
0: Oh, stop being a hater, Michael P. Del- it's actually not
3: I- his birthday
2: anymore, so so you can, yeah, you can fire away. It is where you are, okay?
3: <laughs> Bye. I don't want to hear about it. Um but I was I was looking ahead here cuz I have the Titans at 26. And I really want to like trade up as the Titans right now because there's somebody I really want, um, and I think I might just end up taking them as the Cardinals. Except, um, the Cardinals I, lost I'll Chandler Jones. Became-
0: Kyle's currently game theorying this fucking draft for the Titans who pick in three picks. It's like what uh, me that. and
1: Brad did last year, trying to get Jamar
0: chase to the
3: Eagles. It's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you let Jamar <laughs> chase fall to like 12 last year. Because hey, Brad, like, help yeah. <laughs> Brad helped Jalen,
3: me. Brad helped me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Look,
0: Brad helped
1: yeah. me. It was not just me.
0: Made a sham of this whole pro. Well, well, here's here what I'm going to say. Here's
3: what I'm going to say. Go okay, for last Chandler Jones. Um, JJ Watt is old and injured all the time. Um, you need people to rush the passer. Uh, you need people to stop the run. So we're going to take uh, defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt out of great Georgia. Pick.
0: Great player. Great pick.
1: I will say the one thing that I was thinking really hard about here uh, as the Cardinals would be Traylon Burks. And I kind of feel like that might've been who you were considering just because he strikes me as such a, a large slot target um, kind of la like Juju Smith Schuster a little bit, and I kind of feel like that's exactly what the Cardinals would love to get out of a wide receiver opposite DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore slash AJ Green. But
3: it's not friend. who I was talking about, but he is on my list of Titans targets, and the note I put right next to him was LMAO imagine guarding two AJ Browns.
1: Yeah, Fair enough. Right. Yep. Uh um, next up, oh you, shit. Yep. Damn it. For the
3: Cowboys too.
1: Yeah, I hate the Cowboys, man. Exactly. Half of me just wants to give him fricking Devin Lloyd. Let him draft another first round linebacker. They do it like every other year. Um, But no, I I, actually. Jerry Jones is going to do it. It's not the right. No, no. What would you do?
0: What would I do is I would
1: draft Tyler Linderbaum. uh, Center out of Iowa. I'm not entirely convinced that it's great value drafting a guy who really is going to be one thing at the next level, which is a center. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if he can really play other positions along the offensive line. But they have a huge needed offensive line, and I think that he's probably the best player available at offensive line. There's a couple other guys that I thought about, but I just think that he's a good talent. Um, he's probably going to be able to go right in there and play, even if they have to shift things around a little bit. Um, yeah, Jerry Jones is probably going to do something more shocking and probably something worse, but... You know. This
3: is this is really unfortunate because this is the player that I wanted to fall to the Titans.
1: Well, um, I take no pleasure in putting him on the Cowboys. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, PFF, oh, you're welcome.
3: PFF says Linderbaum is the best center prospect we've ever seen since grading starting to grade college prospects in 2014. He was the highest PFF graded FBS center in both 2020 and
1: 2021. Yep. Uh, and good pick. Do you know what his biggest comp is, at least from what I've heard? On PFF,
3: it says Bigger Jason Kelsey.
1: Yep. Jason Kelsey, future Hall of Famer, current Eagles Hall of Famer, and wearer of Mummer's costume while giving a very drunk speech. So uh, it hurts me even more to put him on the Dallas Cowboys, just I, I love him. Michael,
2: you just gave me nightmares for the next week thinking of Dallas taking this. And uh, Well, I hate let's hope
1: Jerry Jones is an idiot. He is an Arkansas grad, so <laughs> he is an idiot. So, yes. uh, but anyway, next up we have the Buffalo bills on the clock and Vi, it is back to you. Yeah, oh, Vi, hey,
0: check Vi, check it out. This is such a fun pick. I mean this, you know, some team needs, I don't mean to interrupt, but team needs, they they need a cornerback. They need a well need. They would, they could use a wide receiver. They could use a running back. Like there's a lot of those types of players, um, this is a fun, fun pick. Cause you only get to make one, one choice, but there's a lot of guys you could take and a lot of ramifications with this pick. Love it. Which yeah. way would you go? If you were running this bills team, an there's, awesome team,
2: there's needs uh, for your team, but what does Buffalo need more than anything? They need a super bowl. And how are they going to get the super bowl? It's a, it's a Damn good point. And yep. let me ask you this. You guys want to? We want to get aggregated. We want this to go over on Twitter and people to be like, "Oh my God, could you imagine?" And that's what oh, I'm here to it. do. All right, I'm fucking doing it. I'm doing it. You know who Buffalo uh. is going to take? Brees Hall. That's who they're yes! going to take. They're going to take them, and fantasy football world is going to go absolutely insane to bring this man into Western New York and drive that Buffalo train into the Super Bowl. Get Brees Hall. To Buffalo and let that offense run. Love it.
1: Yeah, I, I love mean it. for a, for a team that just feels like they have very few holes on their roster as a whole, especially with the immersion of you know what we hope is a future uh, pro bowler and Gabe Davis. I, I mean it makes <laughs> it makes a ton of sense from like the point of view of like you're going for a Super Bowl, you get this guy cheap for five years, whatever. I I. Personally, I just think that the Buffalo front office is too smart to do this. Michael. That's, that is my true feeling on they it. They
2: ran out Matt Breida at the end of the year, and that man was running up yards and touchdowns.
1: Yeah. And they still looked incredible and kept <laughs> yes. pace with the, in one of the – like that that's what I mean though. I think they're too smart to spend a first-round pick on Brees Hall It'd on a nice running back. Brees
0: Hall. This is the pick I want more than almost any pick is the Brees Hall – the buffalo this is what i want so badly it's if, the
1: chiefs
2: from a few years thank ago that's yes. really what it is and, and, been, and thank you that for doing do you think fantasy the fantasy football world learns from their their no. their mistakes or does Brees no. hall shoot up to a first round pick if he's in yes. that buffalo offense immediately Brees uh, hall
3: was already the 1.01 oh wait this yeah. is so this, is, about well, like, this, this, strategy, the, this is the chiefs drafting jt <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like, I, I, I thought, thought you were, we... were gonna say like Kenneth Walker going here or, no. uh, like uh, James Cook.
2: Dynasty one hundred and one. Dynasty one hundred and one. Redraft twenty twenty two. Is Brees Hall in your top five picks? You
0: know, I mean, he's going to be. But listen, if 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 uh, if Buffalo wanted to take the equivalent of Ceh, they would have drafted Kyron Williams instead. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Now 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 Kyle Kyle's on the clock with his hometown team, the Tennessee Titans. Pick. Let's go. Let's hear it.
3: Well, I I did say earlier in this podcast LMAO tried try imagining guarding two AJ Browns. Um and Trelon Burks would be a hell of a pick. Um and you know, some people are saying AJ Brown isn't gonna sign that extension that's supposed to be coming to him. Um so wide receiver is a big need. But I had a plan for these Titans, and I'm going to stick to my plan. And that is to figure out the future, not the now. Ryan Tannehill, he's, he's had his run as the Titans quarterback. And I'm willing to give him that role for one more year if he's willing to teach this next guy. And that's going to be my favorite quarterback in this entire class, North Carolina quarterback, Sam Howell. Wow. Very cool. Very cool.
1: I had forgotten that you told me you were going to do that again. Yeah, you gave away your whole draft to me pre-draft, apparently. I forgot. But I-, I think that's awesome. That That's something I've been thinking a lot about is the idea of them drafting their future. And I think I might have mentioned that to Jax on the last pod or one of our pods. Um, but I think that's a great pick. I think it's really interesting, especially Hiles. if you like Sam Howell
2: Hile- that much. I don't I think that's a great pick. I think that's a trash pick. <laughs> Mm. And I'll tell you tell why. Us why I'll tell you yeah. why Sam Howell is not going in the first round. You could have picked him up in the second round and you could have got some more of your needs. We watched Carolina really, uh, excuse my language, but shit the bed in the playoffs and really get nowhere on offense. And you could say that's because of Ryan Tannehill, but you could also say that because once, uh, Derek Henry was not a hundred percent, there was no one else who was going to move that ball for them. I love the idea of you getting someone to help out AJ Brown on the outside but I feel like there's so many holes that Tennessee has that, that was exposed in that game. Give me somebody who's going to help them right away. Sam Howell, you could probably pick up pick it around. <laughs> <laughs> what holes? No
3: holes, man. What it's, holes? It's perfect. Seriously, give me a position.
0: The team is perfect. And, of course, you know every name, so you're just going to rattle yeah. off a name. Listen, settle down, Kyle. Don't make me mute
3: you. <laughs>
1: Now, I, listen, I will say the big the big benefit of drafting him here is just the addition of the of the fifth of the fifth year option. Yeah, sure. And, I, and, I and Green Bay
3: Green Bay is on the clock in two picks.
0: They're that's a real threat. Liable yeah, they're, a they're liable to take true. a quarterback to light a fire under under Aaron Rodgers ass because he needs it. Um, but no, the other thing...
3: but, but honestly, I, I would be very worried if about waiting on a quarterback here because, um, I mean, Detroit already has pick 32. And that's exact. Um, yep. Yep. The Chiefs. Don't necessarily need to pick back to back. They could easily trade down to somebody who wants that fifth year option.
1: Yep, the Bengals. I I, I agree. A th- and honestly, I think the Packers do. I agree a thousand percent, Kyle. We saw it with the Ravens back with Lamar Jackson. People will be trading up into the back of this first round to get a guy that they think could be a franchise quarterback, Michael, so they can get the fifth year option. Are you
2: seriously comparing Sam Howell to Lamar Jackson right now? Is that what we're right. doing?
1: The idea of them, yes. The 9, idea of
3: rushing yards last season. Oh,
1: the stop idea of not fully knowing. Stop it. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of not fully knowing whether or not they're going to be the franchise quarterback, but by getting the fifth-year option, if he is, you have another cost-controlled year. That is, we know that having a quarterback on a rookie contract is probably the most valuable thing in all of sports when it comes to managing uh, a team and contracts. If they're good. If they're good, I mean, yeah. Because, but, no, no, because
0: listen, we saw we saw Sam Darnold get the fifth-year option. That didn't fucking help anybody. But well, yeah, but if, you don't have
1: to pick it up. But if it's I, I good, understand. then it's the I'm,
0: most value. Why not take a chance at it? I, I'm, no, no, let me finish my statement. It's my damn podcast anyway, so settle down. Listen, what I'm saying is if they're good, it then, like he's they're, the one then it, then it 1 doesn't matter if you have the fifth-year option, a tenth-year option, no-year option. Point is, if you pick Sam Howell and he's the future, it's a great pick. If you pick Sam Howell and he's a rubber. Well, then there's no fucking point, you know, so Sam Howell's talent and whether or not he turns out makes that pick either good or bad, you know, there, yeah, we can say, well, the fifth year option. And I I thought about the same thing at pick 32, I'm going to be up with the lions. I was thinking about Sam Howell. I don't know what if I would have done it or not, but he was on my list of players that I would consider for the reason you give the fifth year option, the control all those things, it's a late first, it's a pretty cost effective place to to invest in a potential quarterback. What if Sam Howell's good? All those things. But ultimately the only thing that defines that that pick is if you if he turns out. Does that make sense? Like
1: I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone would disagree that the most important thing isn't whether or not the quarterback is good. But my it's... point is
0: you could take him at pick like if you take him at pick thirty five Okay, you don't have the fifth year, but you still have four years of control. I mean, the fifth I mean, year yeah, but is, the,
1: is- one, he's sitting behind Ryan Tannehill, and two, we we were looking at it from the point of view of Tennessee taking him to get ahead of the people that would be trading up to draft him, and we know that that's something NFL teams value. Like, yeah. there, there's just been proof upon proof upon they, proof, they and I just, they, do, I'm but- supporting the idea of. Tennessee taking him here as opposed to the second round, but no good quarterback has ever control. played on the
0: fifth-year option. No good quarterback has done that yet because they all get signed ahead of well, time.
1: Lamar's about to. He hasn't gone to the table to negotiate his contract. He's literally about to play on the fifth-year option. He also um, doesn't
0: have an agent.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, A lot I mean, of players. Anyway. Uh, but, but like having the fifth-year option also means they're not you like. It's something the NFL teams value whether or not I you agree. seem to value it like them, they no, value it. And that was the only point I was making, that you by made Kyle
0: a good making point. that
3: choice. Don't
1: get upset because I told you to be quiet.
0: I, well,
3: anyway, you you're arguing upset. with
1: me, but I can't tell what
0: you're I, arguing. I I have
3: an about. argument that I want to make, okay? No. The, oh, Titans, no. the Titans, the Titans don't have that many holes. They need a <laughs> guard and I muted, Kyle. Um, <laughs> next up, we they have need a guard. They need a right tackle, and they would like another defensive lineman to play next to Jeffrey Simmons. But other than that, it's a very so good wait, roster. There's a reason they were the number so one seed holes. in the AFC. They have holes. Other than correct. his holes. They yeah, have other
1: no than, holes. than those they holes have, you just mentioned.
3: They have one hole, and it's a UDFA guard, and they can draft <laughs> an offensive guard in the second round.
1: Speaking of guards. So then they don't get the fifth-year option.
3: Oh, how many guards have played on the fifth-year option, Duncan? <laughs> At least 14. By yeah. my research.
1: Yep.
0: He's done all the research.
2: All of it. I believe. All it. right,
0: listen. Come on Jax, now. Jax,
2: you're up. Come Tampa on. Tampa Bay now. Buccaneers on the clock. Come on now. He was going for Sam Howell. That's why he's upset.
0: That's exactly right. You know what? Not a bad pick here. Sam Howell to the no. You'd
2: get him on the fifth year option,
1: too. Listen,
0: this this one this one is easy too. I mean, I've got I've got two picks so far in the last few, and I'm taking offensive guards in both of them. I absolutely love Kenyon Green here. Um, you know, Tom Brady. No, breaking news: He's old. Don't want him to get hurt. He's very valuable. He does not deal with pressure up the middle. Uh, they lost a guard. They did get Shaq Mason, but they they lost two guards really. Uh, Ali Marpet gone. So they need to replace that spot. I think you have Shaq Mason, Kenyon Green, Tristan Wirfs. Oh my god, this is exactly what this team needs to make another Super Bowl run. A lot of these players, when they come in first year, they're not able to contribute right away. I think this is the type of player that can come in and play right away and contribute right away. So if you're going to make a impact now, pick this is it: Kenyon Green, Texas A&M guard, Tom Brady, Super Bowl championship.
1: Yeah, that that that's like the most Tom Brady led team pick ever. Thank you. So, uh, Vi, you're on the clock with the Green Bay Packers.
2: All right, so we got uh, one receiver out of the way. Traylon Burks is still out there. We are not going with a second receiver because Green Bay does not like to give multiple weapons at the same time to Aaron Rodgers. Having said that, I think it's important to note that on the defensive side of the ball, they'd like a couple of pass rushers there to get to the quarterback, make things difficult out there for the North. So I'm going to go with a guy who's rising up a lot of draft boards, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. I think that's a guy who probably won't be here uh, in the real draft, uh, but that's nope. a guy I think Green Bay would love to have as an edge rusher um, with the late, at their second first-round pick.
1: He was a guy I thought I was going to have to pick with the Eagles, but Trayvon Walker was on the board. So uh, I think that's a great pick, really good value.
0: This is kind of crazy. I'm on the clock with two picks for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go ahead and, and ask Kyle – I've got a couple of ideas. I'm going to ask Kyle.
3: You think? Do you it. think I should? Traylon Burks and Sky Moore right now. Oh no! Back to back.
0: You know that's interesting because when I tell you what I might do, uh, it's very similar, but it's a little bit different. What if I picked um, I picked Andrew Booth and Care Elam, two cornerbacks.
3: Patrick Mahomes will be sad. You don't want Patrick Mahomes to be sad.
0: I don't know that he'd be sad. It's very interesting. So you you said the double tap of the wide receivers. It's very, very tempting to uh, consider a wide receiver here. It's very tempting to consider the safeties. Daxton Hill is dope. Uh, It's very tempting to consider the wide receivers. Uh, Obviously, my boy, Traylon Burks. Boy, oh, boy. I wish I had four or five picks, but I only have two. Ugh. And I More love Boye, Boye Mafé. Is that how you say his name?
3: Probably. It might be Mafé.
0: Mafé. Whatever. I love him, too. Oh, my God. This is like a tank job. I don't know Desmond what to Desmond Ritter is
1: also on the board. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to light a fire under Mahomes that way. Vi, do you have any input here about what you might do with the Chiefs here? Just go. because uh, I'm, I'm so no. in the tank. Vi does not
1: have any input at the moment. Um, oh, is he but, uh, yeah. yeah, he is. But oh, what I will say is I, I personally don't imagine a world where they don't give Patrick Mahomes more to work with. Um, especially, and I believe Andy Reid actually talked about this recently, uh, the idea of things changing, and especially with how much wide receivers are being paid now. Having a yep. cost-controlled wide receiver I mean, they they know better than most people in the league what how important that is after having to trade Tyreek Hill because of how much money he wanted.
3: Yeah, um, and there is a ton of speed at that position left on the board, and they they like speed.
0: You mean you mean that uh, wide receiver?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But but I mean, really, there's only a couple wide receivers you would consider taking here: um, Sky
3: Moore, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson.
0: That's about it, right? That's those it. are my three, yeah. God, I love Sky Moore, and I love – you're right. You know, I love you, Kyle, because you know I love Traylon Burks and Sky Moore, and it would just be so badass to just double tap here. I am Imagine so, that.
3: Those two yeah. and Juju Smith-Schuster.
0: I'm in the tank here. They also need defense, bro. No. Their defense is not good.
3: Offense wins championships that's that's the saying that everyone says
0: (laughs) it's true nowadays i mean especially when you consider your
1: options win championships last team with the football
0: last team with the football in that (laughs) kansas city buffalo game won that game
1: hey
3: they changed that rule
0: yeah but you know what i mean my goodness i am so tanked here unbelievable
1: are you considering anyone else or is it just cornerbacks and wide receivers
0: that's what I'm because saying. Because
1: there I mean, are two very good linebackers still on the board that have fallen very far. I know. Um but again, I think it's a very similar conversation as to Kyle Hamilton with the just the positional value.
0: Yeah, Devin Lloyd is a really good player.
1: Yeah. I, I considered I him, but yeah. again, tar and feathering. So
0: I think he might get drafted here, um, but it won't be my choice. I think it'll be the uh, pick thirty one, potentially. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger on Traylon Burks here. At pick 29. Oh, my God. What a what a, what a a team that would be. MVS. Juju. You lost me at MVS. You stop it. He's a good field stretcher. <laughs> MVS, Juju, and and Trelon Burks.
1: Incredible.
0: You
3: know who's In- a better field stretcher? Sky Moore. Tyreek Hill. Probably Jahan Dotson, honestly.
1: I see... I we this I know I I know I mentioned. I love Jahan Dotson to the Chiefs at the end of this round, but in that world I think more wide receivers have gone by this point. Whew. But he just feels like the type of guy that they want and need. All right, I'm gonna take
0: I'm taking Andrew Booth Clemson, cornerback. I didn't double tap, but I did get one of each. So I got Traylon Burks and Andrew Booth get open and cover.
1: And I mean, I, th- I think out. nowadays they're two of the uh, most important positions in football. So, yep. and we just saw, Oh, what's his name on the Browns get paid a crap ton of money. To Ward. cover. Yes. Thank you to cover wide receivers. So,
3: well, I'm on the clock now with the Bengals at 31. Yes, you are. Um, not going to lie. I was trying to throw you off the scent of those corners. Um, cause the Bengals, that's what they're after. I mean, sure. That offensive line was atrocious. Uh, we saw it in the Titans game. Um, just incredible that they even made it past that game, but they've addressed that need. They signed Lyell Collins to play offensive tackle, Alex Kappa to play offensive guard and Ted Karras to play center. Um, they still have Jonah Williams and Jackson Carmen to fill those other two holes who are two young guys. Um, have shown some flashes at times um but a corner eli apple cornerback one (laughs) chidobe awuzie cornerback two mike hilton cornerback three yeah no those guys aren't scaring anybody those guys aren't stopping cooper cup to win the game those guys aren't able to keep up with the other players in their division marquise brown chase claypool um deontay johnson amari amari cooper
1: I forgot he was in that
3: division. <laughs> so did I. They need people to cover, and that's why they're going to take Florida cornerback Kair Elam.
0: Yeah. So you really just didn't want me to take them both is what you're telling me.
3: Well, I also want the Chiefs to have a wide receiver just because it'd be fun.
1: I said nothing with the secondary motive, by the way, Jax. Yeah, Everything I said, I meant. You did that
0: on purpose. All right, so now I'm um, last to go with the Detroit Lions who, by the way uh, – Pick thirty two, then thirty four. So I'll actually cheat and take two picks because you know that's just how I roll. Yeah, then I want the thirty third pick.
1: I want to take take whoever you were gonna take at thirty
3: four.
0: No, no, yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take thirty two. You take Jacksonville thirty three, and then I'll pick for thirty four. Who's who's
3: getting the fifth year
1: option? exactly well, no one on the 33 and 34 picks
0: exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna on purpose do something to fuck with michael p duncan whichever can i loves.
1: trade up to the 32nd pick from the 33rd pick to get the fifth year option yes i'll throw in a second
0: yep go ahead okay so you're picking for jacksonville jaguars you just moved ahead of me
1: yeah i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a quarterback um no go ahead <laughs> Detroit Trevor Lions Lawrence needs a backup.
0: <laughs> he does. I thought we made a trade. This is bullshit. I didn't it. Re- re- no, our rules are
1: no trades. We made that very clear. Okay. No trades.
0: All right. I don't think we made it that clear. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, we in the first uh, first pick. I took Sauce Gardner. I'm gonna take uh, Boye Mafe. I don't know how to say his name. He he's a monster, man. He was so good at the Senior Bowl. Edge out of uh, Minnesota. So give me him. And then uh, who are you taking at 33?
1: Uh, well, uh, Kyle, we're going to work together here. Who, who do you want to take at 33? Because I finished my draft and I don't have a draft board in front of me anymore. I just did the
3: same thing.
1: Uh, okay, great. Um, I'm
3: going to take the top The center, the, the safety out of, um, Georgia would be a pretty good pick.
1: I was also thinking about the linebacker Dean. Yeah. Devin Lloyd. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Devin Lloyd
3: too. Yeah. I think Devin Um, Lloyd, Devin Lloyd should be the pick for the Jack.
1: Devin Lloyd it is. Thirty-three overall, the first linebacker comes off the board for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a steal! And then, and then, That's and then pick. to give up the,
0: the the fifth the fifth year option, the Detroit Lions will take Desmond out. Ritter.
1: Did it uh, just a piss? There's no way, Death no way Detroit does that. They would flip it. Take, it's the wrong quarterback
3: take, again. Do
0: you know what I mean? Wow. They they move past. or you think Matt Corral?
3: I think Matt Corral is QB two or three, depending Long on where you board. want to put Malik Willis. Matt Corral is the forgotten man in this draft class.
1: I remember uh, Matt Corral
3: put up one of the best seasons out of any of these guys in the SEC at Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh has just as much tools as anybody else, probably a better arm than Ritter and than Ritter at least. Yeah. Um He can run the ball just as much as Ritter and Willis and Howell. I mean, all these guys can run. That's definitely going to be an interesting point when we get, when we come to fantasy drafts, and we're yeah. wa- looking for those Konami Code quarterbacks. Yeah. All of these guys got it, yeah. But I think I think Corral has just lost his shine from because of that injury. He hasn't been able to participate in the combine, or you know, uh, he's actually not eligible for the Senior Bowl because he's yeah. a junior, but not able to participate in these you know pre-draft festivities. And I think that's that's just why he's fallen so much.
0: Well, part of I, the reason I, I, I did that was to kind of get this conversation started, and I don't know if I would take Desmond I, I think if I'm an NFL team, I mean, I took Malik Willis and, you know, um, uh, Michael B. Duncan erroneously took Kenny Pickett at 20 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but other than that, we kind of did, did fade the quarterbacks, right? And I think it's because none of us are sold on them, and, you know, if you're running a franchise, you don't really want to, like, I mean, if you have Marcus Mariota— and you pick a player that isn't as good as Marcus Mariota, why did you spend a top 10 pick on, you know what I mean? So like, you you know, Mitch Trubisky, if all of a sudden Kenny Pickett just isn't as good as Trubisky, well, what the fuck, man? We could have had, you know, all these good players, Andrew Booth and all these, you know, guys we took later on, the Kenyon Green and the Zion Johnsons and these players that we could actually be difference makers. So I think it's tough. I mean, obviously the quarterback position is just so important in the NFL, but... I think I think we faded them uh, correctly. Yeah. yeah, I
3: think that's what's going to happen next week. I yeah, I mean,
1: I'm a firm believer that at least one team will trade up and get that fifth year option of a quarter. I know it's a joke, and I yeah, do no, think I'm it's joking. funny, but also like, I just I I'm almost positive it's going to happen because of exactly what Kyle was saying, which is. It feels like some of these guys are forgotten. I mean, Matt yeah. Corral, especially like very forgotten, but a lot of these guys have tools and we're not totally sold on them. But at the same time, we're also not sold that they're not able to be the guy. And in such a weak class, it it's just, I mean, it's a prime opportunity. It reminds me a little bit of the conversation surrounding Jalen hurts, not to the same extent, because it was a very different quarterback class as a whole, But just the idea that it's like right now, I'm not convinced that he can be the guy, but he has the tools. Maybe he can. I'm not out on him completely. Right. So that's why I I agree. Like if they don't go at the end of the first round, I think we see a weirdly large run of quarterbacks in the top of the second round.
0: Yeah. At some point, they're going to fly off the board. All five of them, you know, um, you know, I'm with you, man. Matt, Matt Corral, uh, Sam Howell. Kenny Pickett, you know, all these guys, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, they're all, you know, somewhat tantalizing, but they're all very, very scary to pull the trigger on early. And in some ways it's kind of like that game theory thing where you're like, you know, I don't know if I were, if I were kind of evaluating these guys, I would think that maybe Sam Howell would be the one to fall. And if he's going to fall, I'll just keep waiting for him to fall. You know, I mean, how much more do you like Kyle as a prospect? How much more do you like Sam Howell than Matt Corral?
3: I mean Sam Howell's the only guy to have produced twice in my opinion. Right. Um, and that I think that matters to me. Also I mean both these guys. I wanted to, you know Lane Kiffin's offense at Ole Miss is not the NFL offense whatsoever. Right. But on, in the same sentence I have to say that the UNC offense was purely rpos right so unless he's going to another team that runs an rpo offense he's probably not going to be completely ready right out of the gate i guess my um, point is if you're not sold on one of them so
0: much more than the other like you can just keep waiting and then when one of them gets drafted yeah like you know instead of taking sam hall at 27 or whatever you took him you know just keep waiting right and then whenever one of them goes then you can start to think about making a trade to move up to the next you know, spot to get the other one. You know what I mean? Like, we it's just, almost like a game of chicken because there's so many mediocre to shitty quarterbacks in this draft. Why reach for the first shitty quarterback? Might as well just wait and take the last shitty quarterback.
1: You know what I'm saying? I think the reality is that I agree with you a thousand percent, the mindset. And it, it that's what we do in fantasy. It's what we preach. It's, right. it's tier-based drafting basically. Right. But, the NFL will never do that for quarterbacks. Never. They never have. They never will. And I nope. get it because yeah. you spend, it's the most, it's the most important position in all of team sports. And you spend every waking moment trying to figure out if you don't have him, then you need to get him. And every team is bound to fall in love with at least one of them. Yep. You know, and, and, Agreed. and, and it, it, what it really comes down to is if you can't get the one that you fell in love with, then you're probably not just going to draft the next one. unless. That's right yeah that's exactly so right 100%, it's the you're a hundred percent
0: right as to what will happen, but in a lot of ways, it's like you know they're yeah. so sure of themselves, aren't they
1: yeah no i and I agree like it's it's it it would make more sense to do it the way we do it in a certain way, but it's so hard to just get out of your mind of i i love this player more so than I love the idea of having a quarterback or
3: whatever it is. I do think we let some guys fall a little too much. I agree. Um, I mean, Trayvon Walker, talking about getting mocked at two, ending up going yeah. 15.
1: Peter Schrager just had him at one. So yeah. I'll fucking fair, take him
2: to the Eagles. To be fair,
3: I don't think Trayvon Walker is all that. I mean,
2: I think he's Moore he's an
3: incredible athlete, but he is not ready as a pass rusher. I think you that know, more I has to do with Trent
2: Bulky trying to be like some sort of genius and not go with the sure, the tried and true pick and try and pick someone who's got upside. They keep talking about Alden Smith and 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 the comps there and being some sort of Bulky drafted Alden Smith, so he's going to go with this guy. Although Alden Smith was one in in the 2011 draft, which was one of the best draft classes ever. So I think that's more Bulky than it is. Trayvon Walker,
3: unfortunately, yeah. or is it a smokescreen? Or I mean, I remember the Cardinals
2: were going to take Nick Bosa two years ago, or and, three years ago, or whatever. And Mac Jones was going to go to San Francisco at number three last year. I mean, although a lot
1: of people actually still believe that that was one hundred percent the case at, at a certain point in time.
2: I think
3: they were considering it. I think they were considering the two, and
1: a lot of people think that I. I I think it was a Kyle Shanahan, like actually legitimately wanted Mac Jones, and everyone else basically convinced him no. That's right. Yeah. A lot i of people mentioned that on the show, so by That's where that. yeah. you heard it. You heard it from me. Well, I, other <laughs> people say it too, Jax. I, I read other people's opinions. No, you don't. I'm the only person. You're right. One you You're the only to. person I actually follow on Twitter. It's just. It's true. It's just your tweets.
0: It's you're like you should it's just numbing. nickname yourself Jax's Shadow instead of Philadelphia, whatever you are. I actually, actually I the
1: the name changes in the mail, so it's coming <laughs> a couple weeks probably.
0: I do actually like your name changes on Twitter. They're very entertaining. I do love them, but uh, oh, uh, in you. any event, I, I think you're right. I think we did have a c- couple guys fall, like you said with Trayvon Walker, but I, who knows? We may be right. You know, that's the other thing too. Is that's that's the whole point. Like you know every year what, like your rankings are wrong i always say that you know it's like how are they wrong that's the only question you don't know um yeah but you know you're wrong like whoever you think is is just wrong and so the nfl will be wrong uh, they'll make some stupid picks and some stupid picks that we think'll be stupid won't be and all the rest of that that's what's so fun about it is that you know prognostication and trying to figure it all out you know we don't have as much information as them so we're kind of you know looking at the surface we don't get to talk to these guys we don't get to talk to their agents. We don't have the access they have. I'm not sure if that helps them or hurts them sometimes, you know, who knows you hear this really good story about this guy. And all of a sudden you're drafting because of some,
1: story an agent told you Who gives a shit you know what i mean whereas at the same time of- a lot of falls that happen are like the things that we're like why the hell is this guy falling he's so talented and then it's like well he has major personality defects yeah or and his it's fucking like, knees well, it's- don't
2: work you yeah know like, oh who knew that yeah that's where to- he's wearing a gas mask and pictures leak you know things happen on <laughs> draft day To <laughs> be fair we knew that too <laughs> i was gonna take that one I,
1: yeah. that, that was on a t <laughs> i was setting you guys up happy 420 it. <laughs> not anymore. No, That's where I'm like, it's 2 a.m. here, so still 4:20 for you guys. Well, speaking, Kyle, of,
0: speaking of speaking of 4:20, some of us need to get off the air. So, without further ado, I did want to say, you know, everybody kind of sign off and say goodbye. We'll start with Kyle. Kyle, just tell everybody where you're at, what's going on. Just a quick, a quick bu- goodbye.
3: Yep, on Twitter at kl underscore fantasy. Um, I don't do much else except for tweet occasionally. I just kind of think, and then I don't say anything.
0: <laughs> Kyle Larson, everybody, the great Kyle Larson. Uh, Vi Saleli, tell us all what's up,
2: buddy. That was an exceptional, Kyle. I don't think I can follow that up. I'll try my best. Um, you can find me on Twitter at W-A-I-S-A-L-L-A-S, Vi Salis. Um, I tweet kind of in bunches. I'm a volume tweeter. Uh, kind of like uh, your John Starks uh, for your, your old NBA hats out there. Uh, I love John Starks. Percentages aren't good most majority of the time, but sometimes I'll catch fire and you just got to be there for those. So that's if <laughs> for are going on, just laying it all out there. And um, it wasn't sit on here, but I like uh, Michael P. Duncan as Jax Falcone has been calling him. I'm an Eagles fan. Um, so looking forward to next week and seeing what they do. And I also think Saints get really aggressive. I think Saints trade up. They, I don't think they're done wow. yet.
0: I, I don't disagree with I this agree. take. Yeah, this is a good take.
3: I think it'd be dumb.
0: Of course it's <laughs> dumb. They're fucking I agree. drunk sailors, but it's still fun. Uh, Michael P. Duncan, you want to tell the people what's up? They hear from you all the time. They love you.
1: I, I never get a sign-off, though. No, so you I never did. This, Not once. This, this like is my first news. official sign-off. Yep. Yeah. First time ever. You can, you can find me here every week uh, with Jax. Uh, a lot of times you won't hear me, but I'm still here. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at MPDuncan75. You can find me on Wednesday. Uh, right now, it's kind of like every other Wednesday night during the offseason. Uh, Wednesday night's at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, live on the Undroppables Twitter and YouTube with the Undroppables playbook. Um and yeah, I tweet right now. I'm I'm kind of just tweeting about the Sixers and Joel Embiid. So, um, sorry, I guess if no, you don't it's like beautiful,
0: him. beautiful, you guys did great. Everybody loved it. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and on behalf of everybody here at the Undrafted, on behalf of everybody here at the Undroppables, on behalf of our great guests Kyle Larson and Vice Saleli, and on behalf of a very happy Philadelphia 76ers fan, Michael P. Duncan. I am Jax Falcone, and we are
2: out.